position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 229 of the Best Linux Games Podcast! Being recorded for you on this Sunday, the March seventh uh, Sunday, March seventeenth, uh, at uh, ten sixteen a.m. Pacific Coast time. That would make it uh, for our sequel friends the one true time and date format. That make it twenty nineteen oh three seventeen ten sixteen. Pacific Coast time. Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Uh, hello, Ivor. He's holding up the whiskey sign. Oh my God. Not the whiskey sign. Oh no! Oh, what are we ever to do? Mmm. Guess. I guess we're going to have to drink it. It's, it's tragic. Ah, but yes, we have. Um. Mm. Cheers, Ivor. You're fired. Mmm. Mmm. That is good. Good fucking whiskey. Oh, man. Oh, that was excellent. Okay, so let's get straight to our top stories this week. Um, there's tons of shit going on, and I, I did have a full show prepared 
for us this weekend as soon as Wednesday, which is always how this works. Whenever I do that, um, the show just implodes. This weekend, I've had a lot of other shit come up, so we're a little late. We're on Sunday. Um, I am in super amounts of pain right now, like physical, actual pain. So, we're going to try to get on with the show as fast as possible with as little... um, Did I mention that Ivor, you're fired? Hmm. Yeah, I I am having a... uh, having a massive problem right now, physically. Uh, <laughs> lots of pain. Um, so, let's get straight to our, our, our feature. This is, uh, well, we have a review for you, for you this week. It's not a feature. It's a review. And there is a subtle but very real difference. Um, and then we have, following our review, we will have a separate thing all about how to fix. Anyway, let's let's get to it. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So, as me... Sorry about that. Uh, so, as mentioned uh, last week, Devil May Cry 5 came out for Linux on the same day as it came out for everyone else. And not just the same day, but the same day and time because they have this weird rolling release schedule like when it's going to be released in Japan, when it's going to be released. You know, this is all in one day. Like, these are differences of hours, not matters of um, you know, 24 hours, not matters of calendar days. Anyway, not only are we ready to do a full review of Devil May Cry 5, which we have logged, oh, Ivor, you're so fired, 46 hours, we've logged 46 hours, we've been in the game, um, and we're on our second trip through the game as uh, Son of Sparta mode, which is a difficulty level that unlocks later on in the game. But anyway, so it launched on Linux same day as everywhere else. Uh, it takes about thirty hours to beat the game, um, but it does need fixes that you can apply on your Linux system, which is not something normally that we cover. And actually, this is why this is this should actually be episode two hundred twenty nine A or two hundred twenty nine, yeah, two hundred twenty nine B. But it's two hundred twenty nine. Um, because 229A is something we recorded after yelling at basically everyone that we know and respect in the Linux gaming community on a one-to-one basis about having to fix this particular problem with the closing credits of Devil May Cry 5. Do not focus on that, however. Right now, we are here for a review, and what we're going to do whenever you are this is a tip to all podcasters out there. Whenever you are um, under duress, whenever you're experiencing problems getting on with the next episode of your podcast, whether it be through you know time constraints or scheduling, or uh, even you know per, uh, per, 
even seeming lack of material to discuss to fill your time slot always revert back always revert back to form i'm sorry i can't feel my face right now um i'm on a lot of pain medication um so that's what we're going to do and what do i mean by that specifically this week for this review we're going to adopt the review format that I tried to adopt like uh, late last year where we do one good thing and then one bad thing and then one good well actually it should be the other way around we start with the bad thing then we start then we go to a good thing then we and we have four points on each side and then we come up with our final verdict which I have already you know come up it's not a cumulative thing it's not like which bad points outweigh the good points or whatever but it is a fair and it's not all that fair, but it is a um, somewhat balanced thing. The bottom line is this. If you love the Devil May Cry series, if you like it at all, and you run Linux, then you need to go buy the game. Like, especially if you're fans of the previous, like, hardcore fans of the previous games. Otherwise, you can, like, probably wait for it to go on sale, but the second it goes on sale, you need to buy the game. Because, well, here we go. Let's start with, we'll go one bad, one good, one bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. So there'll be eight points. And we start with the bad because I always start with the good on this show. So one of the bad things is, no, this doesn't make any sense now that I think about it because I didn't write these points to be linear and I wrote them backwards If I even if I did write them to be linear I wrote them backwards meaning that like I did not remember that we usually start or we were supposed to start with a bad point let's talk about the game here's the deal hmm So, Devil May Cry is the latest installation in the Devil May Cry series. Um, I did not get to play Devil May Cry 4. I did get to play Devil May Cry 3. I beat Devil May Cry 3. But that was a thousand years ago. I have no idea what's happened since Devil May Cry 4. The beginning of Devil May... This makes this game a very fun game to review because there is nothing I can tell you story-wise that is going to... Spoiler alert, you you know, there's nothing... There's really no spoiler alert story-wise here. Um, Redgrave City has been overtaken by a massive demon hole, monster plague, demons are coming in from hell or demon realms or wherever the fuck and it is apocalyptic it's the end of the world kind of size demon plague for Redgrave City um, like think Buffy back with days of the hell mouth or whatever um, and that's how you start you start as Nero um, who is new to me uh, he starts with one arm and a robotic arm fashioned by the lovely Nicolette Goldstein of uh she sounds like she has a Georgia accent but it's hard to tell cause she's so adorable 
Mm, and she is absolutely adorable. She has a uh, mobile... Um, they've taken up, evidently Nero and Nicolette, Nico, have taken up the old mantle of what used to be Devil May Cry, the detective agency that our old friend Dante, sorry, which is not so much a detective agency as it is just go kill these fucking demons that are everywhere. That's how it's been in the previous games. And thus it is again in this game. So, let's get straight to the positives. First of all, the graphics in this game are fucking unbelievable. They are gorgeous. Um, throughout, mm. I mean, we are talking about giant cityscapes being ripped apart in-game by humongous demons the sizes of skyscrapers and shit. Um, It is everything you would expect from a Devil May Cry game. Including lots of attention to detail, but we'll get to that. We'll come back to that in a moment. There are three playable characters. Here's the main thing. There are three playable characters in Double May Cry 5. DMC 5. And this might be a spoiler alert if you have no idea, which I did not. So, just warning you, I'm going to tell you all of the playable characters in the main game of Double May Cry 5. So, turn this off now if you don't want to hear them. First of all, there's Nero. This guy has one arm. Um, I don't know who the fuck he is, but he is very much opposed to demons invading Earth. I mean, when I say full-blown apocalyptic, I'm talking about, like, there's a demon tree that extends into outer space um, whose roots, the whole game is heavily focused on um, plant-based pseudo plant based enemies etc um but this this devil thing which in the first opening cinema Dante is fighting Dante gets his ass kicked um and so Nero goes out there and that's more or less what happens um the three playable characters that you'll you'll play and you'll play them in this order are uh Nero then V, and V is a weird, weird, young, gothic poet-styled guy with a cane in flip-flop sandals that, you know, blah, and he's got, like, all these arm tattoos that extend down his fingers and stuff, and he's very effete, and he's very quiet, and uh, we'll talk more about him later. Well, actually, no, we'll talk more about him now. Because, okay, so Nero only has one arm. His other arm, which continues off of the Phantom Pain, <laughs> it's weird, um, is a prosthesis that is made by Nicolette Goldstein. And you can upgrade these prostheses um, if you get hit when you're using one, you lose it. And so you have like a magazine of prosthetic arms that are magically summoned and uh, each one, and there are a lot of them, there are like 10 different fucking prostheses that you can use. Um, 
Each one confers different abilities if you learn how to use them. Um, and when I say learn how to use them, I don't mean that they're like skill locked. I mean like you actually have to learn how to fucking use them. Uh, and you have to remember which one is up next in your magazine. He will shout out Gerbera or whatever the fuck, whatever the name of the next Persecis is if one is destroyed, but you can run out of them in which case you will be uh, and it's it's cool, generally like what you use them for is to bring enemies towards you um, if you supercharge them like you can do all sorts of crazy shit like one of the things that I did this morning was I supercharged a prosthesis by holding down the B button, it's very complicated and then I unleashed like a R-type style laser attack that I could like actually aim and it lasted for forever um you know you're just hosing down enemies with uh insane laser attack energy um so other than that though all he has is a sword that's similar to rebellion which is Dante's old 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 original sword from it's similar to it uh, from Devil May Cry 1 so you can you know forward dash attack like you know like a spike attack and you can cover distance that way um but all three of these characters the point is that and then the other attack of course is your shotgun he cannot cycle through weapons he only has one he only has both of those two weapons and then his um prosthesis which the order in which you load the magazine actually kind of matters ostensibly I just tend to kill everyone using the shotgun and the uh, it's like a shotgun it's like a six shooter shotgun it's like so to charge a six shooter shotgun into like it's super attack you just hold down the X button um the the combos for your uh, sword are simpler. They're just you know why 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 etc etc etc. These mechanics seem very limiting at first, but after your first like three or four missions, you meet the next playable character, which is V, the effete poetry carrying poetry reading guy. This guy cannot attack anything directly. And this is really cool. I hated V immediately at first. Like, it's just viscerally I hated him. I know, because I'm I'm an open-minded guy. Mm. Once you start to play as him, and each one of these characters has their own um unlockable skill tree. Like, you have to spend red orbs, same as all the Devil May Cry. So it's like for those of you who are the uninitiated, Devil May Cry is like the ultimate dream of having a fighting game that is actually a role-playing game. These days, that that distinction seems very uh, hazy, but 20... Okay, so let's see, I was... Fuck. It's 23, so that's, that's... That's 16 years ago now so you know 15 years ago that distinction 
was a very clear one. The game is based off of action, awesome style, awesome combos, awesome destruction, and amazing graphics. That's Those are amazing environments, amazing enemies, amazing enemy animations and rigging, and amazing destructive co- uh, possibilities that you can unleash on them. So when I got to V, I was kind of nonplussed. I was like, oh, well, this guy, he, he's walking with a cane, He's he looks like he's 12 years old, like he's never shaved, and he's got these fucking massive tattoos all over his body. And then I got to play as V. And V, so you do like four missions as uh, Nero, then you do like four missions as V, then, you know, two or three missions as Nero, and I'm just ballparking this, and then two or three missions as V and then two or three missions as Nero and then you unlock Dante. But back to Nero. Nero cannot attack directly. Nero has to use he has to summon and use his familiars. And he has three familiars. Two of which you will spend most of your time with. The first one is Griffin who is a um like an eagle. Like a black eagle. A blue eagle dark blue eagle Uh, and that's the one that you use in replacement of basically what you would associate as uh, like range attacks you can upgrade each one of these familiars with lots more, I mean lots more attacks and they get very powerful and V is kind of my favorite character in the entire game so like you know the, the little eagle can, so you're this guy who, and pardon the, uh, I don't mean offense to anyone who's disabled, but you're basically this crippled poet kid who is walking with a cane. And so let's say the shit goes down, like all these em- enemies spawn all around you. Well, V does not give a fuck. V walks, you know, as you, you're walking him patiently throughout this battlefield as you delegate which of your familiars is going to attack so you know you send out Griffin Griffin's always great Griffin can attack at range Griffin can uh, drill through people it doesn't matter I'm not going to bore you with all of the distinctions of all of the combat abilities that um, V has but then he also has a panther called Shadow and he's basically the equivalent of like what would be your melee attacks um, let me pause this for a second so you can give each one of these familiars a lot of combos and stuff like by um, uh, buying them with red orbs which you harvest from the the dead enemies that you kill mm. the one thing v, V's familiars cannot do is actually end an enemy. I'm sorry if you hear like a lot of mouth noise, but I'm in a lot of pain. So, and I have a lot of I can't feel one half of my face more. Anyway, so here's the thing. Um, d- d- not to worry. This is this is not a uh, a stroke. But anyway, so 
Oh, yeah. And then the third familiar that V has is Nightmare, who is a guy who is a giant and he's a land based creature that uh, is made out of seething, writhing, wriggling nightmares that make those make up his muscles. And uh, he basically does whatever he wants after you summon him, but that's your superpower is summoning him. So where were we with V? Um, you can upgrade, like, you can give these familiars combos and stuff, but the one thing that they can't do is they can't kill an enemy. Only V can do that with his cane. He can also jab a cane into larger enemies and control them. Like, he can ride them. He you know, dra- jams it into their cerebral spinal column and then he can just fucking ride them and control them for a brief moment. Hmm. You can do that with Nightmare, though, with impunity. So, you have to teleport to actually dispatch an enemy as V. Not just teleport. Eventually, you unlock the ability to teleport. But you have to go to the enemy once their, like, health bar is diminished, and then you have to finish them with your cane. And these animations are fantastic. I have seen many, 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 many of these animations, and I do not think I've seen all of them. So, then you unlock Dante. Now, this is an important bad point about the game. You can't select permission which hero you want to use on that mission. There are some missions that give you a selection between you know, either uh, Nero or V or Dante or Nero. I think there's one that lets you do Dante or Nero. But that's beside the point. The The idea is that it's like three and three and three and three and three and three and three, more or less. There are 20 missions in the game. So what this ends up being is a lot of variety. Because not only, and Dante is drastically different from these other two motherfuckers. And Dante is my favorite. Um, by far. Because Dante doesn't just have the same old styles that he used to have, where you can switch through styles and, and combo through chaining through styles depending on various different weapons. Dante has a lot more weapons and he can chain through weapons the same way as he does style. So it's like an infinite fucking variety of shit with Dante. You will spend most of your time in Dante as a trickster. That's the style that you'll probably be using because that allows you to teleport either directly to or immediately away from anything that's coming at you. Um, And Dante has all the best weapons. And Dante is the coolest. One of the cooler weapons that you will unlock as Dante is a thing called Dr. Faust, which should be called Dr. Faustus, um, which is a hat that gives you... It spawns a Michael Jackson-esque cutscene, which I just spoiled for you, but oh well, you'll deal with it. Um, It allows you to gamble. Any, any, Any enemy that you hit with Dr. Faust, you throw your hat a la odd job circa the James Bond movies you throw Dr. he's a hat Dr. Faust is a hat 
He's a stingy brim fedora, actually, is what he is. Gray. And a uh, opera scarf that glows red. When you hit an enemy with Dr. Faust, you're making a bet. And it costs you red orbs to make this bet. And this happens in free form all the time throughout the game. Like, I mean, it's not like there's like a screen that pops up. You just target an enemy, hit him with Dr. Faust, and then you have to kill him. And the more you kill him, and the faster you kill him, the better your initial bet pays off in terms of in red orbs. There are tons of other weapons that I'm not going to spoil for you. Um, but Dr. Faust is probably the most useful because he's where I get all my orbs from. Your orbs are carried across from character to character. And you can easily switch difficulties or switch uh, missions by just going, you know, quit mission, main menu, and then you can even select the mission and the difficulty level that you want to play that mission on. So, like, I've never played a single mission on human difficulty level, which is, like, the lowest difficulty level. Um, but I could easily beat the game right now in the middle of my game. It, it does give you a scary warning. It says, like, oh, your save shit will be, but it it's not true. Um, you get to keep everything that you have for all your characters at all times across all difficulty levels. So, like... Okay, so anyway. There are so many skills and techniques and weapons and weapons for each... and skills for each weapon that you unlock in this game. (coughs) And they're separated across three different characters that it is kind of difficult to get masterfully good at any individual character consistently without like actually just constantly playing the missions that involve that character it's difficult to really get a handle on everything and especially with Dante Dante is so different (laughs) Dante, on the D-pad, each one of the D-pad cardinal directions correlates to a different style, and you can switch to them at will. Dante, on the left trigger, uh, cycles through his ranged weapons, and those go from the ebony and ivory pistols uh, to the shotgun to, uh, you know, Dr. Faust to other weapons that I will not mention. On the right trigger, that cycles through his uh, his primary melee weapon, which go from, uh, you know, the Sparta sword to Nunchaku to something I'm not going to tell you about or discuss at all in this review because it's kind of it. it I would regard it as kind of, even though you do get it in the normal course of the game and fairly early on, I don't want to ruin it. Um through to other swords and you can change what he equips uh, before deploying on each mission Mm. and at the very least even if you can't swap it out for something else, because there's not a variant for every weapon you can at the very least uh, change the order in which the weapons cycle both 
left and right, blah blah blah. Dante is like a universe in his own, like for reals, he really is, which is fitting because that's you know, devil may cry. Um, but it does, in a way. Some people will say that some people will say that like because of this like three and three and three and three and three and three and three like every three missions you're changing character more or less as you guys like tra- the plot is incomprehensible by the way and the ending is doubly incomprehensible but some people will say you know like The way in which the game makes it challenging and makes it very varied and it's very varied and it's skill-based but it's so varied that some people I think will probably be put off by the uh, sheer amount of um, shocking variety and you know, you, you'll come up with your favorite character and then it'll change and then it'll change again and then it'll change again. By the time you beat the game like you'll feel comfortable with every character more or less, but like if you're like me and you get play the game when you're drunk and you're stoned after you've beaten the game and stuff and you're still playing the game, um, you forget a lot of the techniques. Basically, everything is kept very simply, very simple though. It's you know generally like rocking uh, back and forward or forward and then a button. Um, it's not like you know, it's not elaborate. It's not an elaborate combo system or move system, but. Uh, so for me, I say that it's really good but it does make it very difficult to master the entire game. The game clocks in at 30 hours and it is a very fulfilling and extraordinarily satisfying 30 hours. Now that leads us to the next part. Uh, That's the end of the review. Now if you want to know our final verdict, it is I love Devil May Cry 5 and that is based pretty much objectively without any attachment to the series anymore because I missed Devil May Cry 4 I don't even know who any of these characters are the story makes no sense to me um, and the ending doubly makes no fucking sense to me which I regard as a plus because it it just keeps going and anytime you're not killing everything on the screen with like these radical fucking massive devastating combos as you're getting these style rankings and you get like SSS like super sexy style or whatever the fuck you know you're having such a great time and it is so in line with the Devil May Cry um what do you call it oeuvre because it's, it's, I don't want to call it a, just a brand because it really is a style of game now um, that it, it's just, it's unparalleled uh, it is 60 bucks uh, for the general for the normal game uh, you can get uh, a different version of it or you can download independently, buy and download independently um, downloadable content packs that actually include one thing that's really cool yeah, the Devil May Cry 5 Deluxe Edition uh, is uh, $70.42. The normal edition is $59.99. One of the cool things about the Devil May Cry 5 Deluxe Edition is that it includes the ability to, instead of seeing the um, 
the actual uh, CGI models, the actual you know computer graphic models, you can actually see the mocap actors that they mocapped the the um, and then retargeted the mocap um, information to the models. You can actually see the the models themselves, which is interesting in the cutscenes. Um, I haven't really done that yet. I keep trying to do it, but I keep getting fascinated by the killing. Now, there is one problem with all of this if you're running this on Linux via Proton. Mm. The game will run flawlessly, for, at least it did for me, out of the box, with ultra-high everything, blah, 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 blah. And that, it, that was true on day one. Unfortunately, it did take me 30 hours to beat the game, after you beat the game, you're presented with two well, three separate sets of credit sequences. The first credit sequence you fight through while the credits roll. Which is cool. That's you as um, I think it's you as Nero. Then the second set of credit sequences you fight through as they roll. Which is you as Dante and someone else who might may or may not be a playable character. And it might be a fourth playable character. Then the screen, if you've not done the fix, goes black. And a perpetual loading icon appears while an endless 30 second long loop of, uh, you know, death metal plays. And it will play forever. And that loading icon will never go away. Now, this to me was not a problem initially until I realized that, oh, wait, it's not in. Counting what you know, the fact that I just beat the game as having beaten the game, you have to get through that credit sequence for it to, and there's no more playing of the credit sequences. Like you know, you're not fighting anymore in the credit sequences of follow. But I didn't know that. Bottom line is this: you need a file called mfplat.dll from Windows, and there is a workaround for this. And in fact the workaround for this is covered extensively in a step-by-step text-based process. Many thanks go out, by the way, to Bull, uh, to um, Beardy J. Mm, hang on. To Beardy J for actually bothering to send me this video after I bitched at him about how much this sucked. He actually went out and did the fucking legwork. Um, the video itself is it says 15 minutes long and it says that it's for um, Resident Evil 2.0 it works the same for Devil May Cry 5 I have taken painstaking literally dozens of hours now like yeah about two yeah about 24 hours now to compile out of all my notes of how I did it and how you should do it I've put that in the column. You can get that in the show notes for this episode. Um, it is a step-by-step text, ba- uh, you know, blah. You can totally do it. It is a pain in the fucking ass. It is why we do not cover wine games. You know, blah. But this is a fix for a game that we last week were so enthusiastic about. And it is something to be totally enthusiastic about the fact that it came out on the same day for Proton as it did for everyone else like as Chris Fisher from from, uh, 
Linux Action Show used to say, like a first-class citizen, it is a monumental thing. But we didn't know at that time, and no one knew at that time, that yeah, you're not going to be able to beat the game with Proton unless you take these steps. And they are complicated, and they are a pain in the ass. We do our best to make them as painless as possible. Um, I would not hold my breath waiting for a fix on this because this is a proton, meaning a wine based thing. Uh, and anyone who uh, doesn't understand the difference between the two needs to go back and listen to episode. Ooh, it was right before our four year anniversary episode. It's like 30 episodes ago. Um, where we explain the fundamental difference between. Well, not the fundamental difference, but how, how all of these things are the same. How Proton and Wine are the same thing. It's just that one auto-configures in every possible conceivable way that it is able to based off of the Wine project. And the other requires endless configuration a la the instructions that you can find uh, in Best Links Games, the column this week. Uh, which is linked to in the show blurb. Um, and ultimately, if you don't want to get an MF plat by running a virtual machine on your Linux machine, I've done my best to make, uh, on our Dropbox, I, I have a Dropbox uh, link in the show blurb where you can get my MF plat, which is the only one you need, and you can MD5 checksum it, and the instructions are all in there. Um, everything else is stuff that you can just do with straight up free and open source. You don't need to worry about VirtualBox or anything like that. Um, I, I hate... I It was my last resort, but I couldn't fucking find an MF plat that was on my system that actually met the checksum. Um, so I had to do the... I had to follow the instructions in that video. And we do say... Eventually, like, if you do need that MF plat, if you refuse to download it from our Dropbox, or if you can't drop download it from our Dropbox, then you need to follow the instructions in that video. They're all free, they're all legal. Um, it's just a humongous pain in the ass. It's, you know, fucking 40 gigabytes of your fucking hard drive space, and blah, 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 and it's virtual box, and it's Windows, and it does involve a lot of Windows command line tomfoolery that is just ridiculous inside of your virtual machine once you're there. I haven't, I don't run Windows, so... But anyway, that'll that'll do us for this show. I'm gonna go fucking pass out. I'm gonna get really stoned. I'm in a lot of pain. Anyway, cheers. Thanks for listening. Um, I will see you next week uh, with more of the Best Links Games Podcast. Ivor, you're fired! Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. 
Bebop 1 You're becoming hysterical Bebop 2 Yes sir, thank you sir Bebop 3 Yada 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 Four or five times Matt Damon There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there, I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.